I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. Cole, I appreciate everything you did for the Dallas Cowboys. Cole, go get your money. <laughs> I mess up his name. I can't even get this. That's a kitty. That's a kitty. That's a But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not Demascara. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. Don't even start that foolishness. Welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this sick show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend in my own mind. Big day. Talking not only sports, but news of all kinds. Also, welcome to those checking us out on this sick podcast on anchor.fm. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. I guess we got a former NFL player making statements that he does not need to make. In fact, this dude called President 45 the first black president during Black History Month at a round table in the White House cabinet room on last Thursday. This affair largely involved the black leaders in attendance who were praising the president. They were talking about his record while taking shots at the media. And the player who made the comment was former NFL safety who played college ball at Southern Methodist University. For all those that don't know, that's SMU up here in Dallas. Before he went on a five-year journey with his pro career. Mr. Jack Brewer, who is also an ordained minister and a professor at Fordham University and a vocal Pro 45 Booster on social media said I've got to say this quote I've got to say this because it's Black History Month man you're the first black president this is what he said to 45 as the event was winding down He went on to say on his Twitter account that blacks in America 
have listened to president's campaigns on empty promises for over 50 years and now 45 has delivered real policies that are bringing people out of poverty and freeing our black sons and fathers from mass incarceration the black awakening is happening end of quote let me say something you can park that foolishness around back somewhere if 45 is doing anything for the African American or the black I'm I'm holding my quote signs up y'all can't see it the black community he ain't doing it for the community he's doing it for the vote he's doing it for himself most of you if you don't know and and, and some of you might have been living in a cave somewhere some of you might have been living underground somewhere some of you uh, just may be oblivious to all that's going on some of you may not have any television internet social media accounts facebook instagram whatever you may not know what's going on in the world but we have a president that is nothing more than an overblown narcissist you don't know what the definition of narcissist is I challenge you to look it up and right next to Webster's Miriam's definition of narcissist is a picture of 45 or at least it should be a picture of 45. Donald John Trump, that's his birth name, does nothing for nobody unless it benefits him in some kind of way. He is not the African-American Messiah. He is not the Native American Messiah. He's not the Black. Definitely not the Black Messiah. He's not the Jewish Messiah. He's not the Christian. We know he's not the Christian Messiah. He is only white America's Messiah. As a matter of fact, I'll go even deeper than that. He's his own Messiah. If you think for one minute that 
45 is going to let our black men and our black women who have some of them wrongly been accused out of jail you are living in a dream world Mr. Ordained Minister you are living in a dream world what was that song that uh Switch had, I think it was Switch back in the day. A dream, a simple fantasy. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. There's some brothers and sisters locked up in Tarrant County. 45 ain't passing out pardons there. What has he given the black community, the African-American community? What has he given us financially to help us to combat against crime, unemployment, and poverty? You say he's done more for poverty, dude. I can go down to the Salvation Army Lakers and show you he ain't done much for poverty. I can go down to the Presbyterian Church and shelter in Fort Worth and show you he ain't done much for poverty. I don't even got to go to Fort Worth. We can go to Dallas. There's poverty everywhere. Oak Cliff Pleasant Grove East Dallas South Dallas Right next to the VA Hospital Poverty 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 You from Dallas, Mr. Jack Brewer. You know better. You know John Brown well. 45 ain't did nothing for the city of Dallas. And if you really want to be fair I know SMU Southern Methodist University Is right off of 75 Central Expressway I know that is a pretty nice community Right around SMU But if you go a couple of blocks Past SMU You run right back into the hood Oh yeah let 45 come down here and go up off of Ardelia. 75 up there off of Ardelia. 635. Skillman. You're going to see poverty. Shoot. You come here to Arlington. 
down to the Arlington Life Shelter right down here. And even though Arlington is the business entertainment capital of Texas, possibly the world, with AT&T Stadium, Globe Life Field, Globe Life Park, Six Flags right off of 360. Even though all of this construction is going on, new freeways being put, being put in, new toll roads being put in, somebody got some money, but you still got poverty right around the corner. And to sit here and suggest and tell this man to blow up an ego that is as big or bigger than the Goodyear blimp. Honestly, Mr. President, you know, nothing against President Obama. You're the first black president we've ever had. Man, cut that mess out. That is pure, unadulterated, steaming pile of bullshit. You know, there is a special place in the bowels of Hades for what they call liars. And guess what? It's a lot of people. Matter of fact, there is renovation that is being done in hell because there are so many liars who are going to be taking residence there like they were retiring and going to Florida. Yeah, it's that bad. When we come back, I've listened to what everybody else had to say about this Dante Wilder or Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury fight, but I haven't put in my two cents. So, because this is my show, I'm going to give you my two cents on it. When we come back, on this sick show stay tuned for more this sick show with big day along the bgc sports network it's that 
time again when the whole BTC Sports Network family comes together at TJ's Catfishing Wings in Arlington yep. Thursday, April 23rd for the overhyped, unofficial, and slightly censored NFL Draft Talk. Yep. Join us on Thursday, April 23rd at 7 p.m. as we discuss, argue, agree to disagree, and just flat out give our opinions concerning the 2020 NFL Draft with special guests, yep. Yep. former first-round Atlanta Falcons draft pick, defensive back Michael Booker. Plus, we'll interact with you and get your thoughts live on the radio. So join us for some great food, great atmosphere, and awesome draft talk. It's the overhyped, unofficial, and slightly censored Draft Talk Live at TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington on Thursday, April 23rd at 7 p.m. Now you officially have something to do on Draft Day. Welcome back to this sick show. It's that time again when the whole BGC Sports Network family comes together at TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington for the overhyped, unofficial, and slightly censored NFL Draft Talk. Thursday, April 23rd at 7 p.m. As we discuss, argue, agree to disagree, and just flat out give our own opinions concerning the 2020 NFL Draft. Plus... We will have a special guest in the house. First round draft pick of the Atlanta Falcons in 97. Mr. Michael Booker is going to be in the house. Going to have a great time. Great food. Great atmosphere. And awesome draft talk. The overhyped, unofficial, and slightly censored draft talk live at TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington. Now you officially have something to do on draft day. Like I said, it's going to be a great time. I can't wait to get in there. We're actually going to be um, doing for the first time a live Facebook event with this thing. And we're going to have everybody. There's going to be about nine, ten of us there. Everybody's going to have their microphones. It's going to look good. We're going to set up the banner. It's going to look off the gate. And we should have a little spread for us and the crew. We want you to come out, too. Great food, man. I'm telling you, food's off the chain. But that's not what I want to spend my time talking on in this second segment I want to talk about Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury I want to talk about this rematch the first was a draw this second one Tyson Fury beat Wilder decisively I had the opportunity I didn't get to see it that night I was getting posts and updates and notifications all night long but and and a big shout out to my big brother Roger Day him and Willie and all them they know who they are they was right there in Las Vegas while it was happening 
I was texting my big bro too. Jeffrey was texting. And I was like, man, Fury might get this one. Roger was like, I don't know, he might. And he did. When I saw it on YouTube the next day, I saw Deontay Wilder basically get beat up. Tyson Fury comes in there at 273. This dude is like 6'9, 6'8, 6'9, something like that. At 273, this is a big dude. But he was smaller. He looked smaller in this fight than he did in the first fight. He looked like he had put on a little muscle. And he took the fight to Wilder. It wasn't, I'm going to box around. No, 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 no. It was like, I'm going to bait you. And Wilder was trying to hit him with that hard right that he has, which by no means. Now, let me just say this. Wilder's not a pushover. He was the reigning and defending and undisputed champion of the world and had no losses and the only tie he had was with Tyson Fury but Deontay Wilder didn't look like he had his A game when they first started the bout now I know some rumors have come out and Deontay has went and said on social media basically he was wearing a 45 pound outfit on his way to the ring and I listened to Joe Rogan big shout out to Joe Rogan Joe Rogan does a great job with this stuff Joe Rogan was basically saying hey you know you got to sit there with all this time on it was Joe Rogan and another gentleman but they were sitting there talking and it was like 20-30 minutes in, in this 45 pound thing and then you got to walk to the arena through the tunnels you got to walk up and then you got to climb up with that stuff on in the ring it's a possibility it could have zapped you a little bit. But like Joe said, who was the dummy who told you to put it on and wear it? Because you had to test it before you put it up. Wilder was making the accusation that that had something to do with him, that he was a little bit tired before fight but I will say this Wilder dug it out just like the first bout when he knocked Fury down a couple of times Wilder went down a couple of times there and he got back up but Tyson Fury delivered this blow if you've seen the pictures of it just the steals of it he punched Wilder so hard Wilder's jaw moved not his head his jaw moved that is a serious punch to move your jaw and not your head 
Fury was on a mission. He said, I'm not coming to box. How did he say it? Because he's, he's Irish and sometimes I can get my Irish on and sometimes I can't get it on. But let me just try anyway. Fury said, I'm not coming to boxing but I'm coming to take him out, to knock him out. No, see, that's my Pakistan coming on. So let me just stop. Say it's my daughter. Look into my Irish on. I'm not coming to knock him out. But I'm coming. I'm not coming to box him. But I'm coming to knock him out. And then eat me lucky charms. No, that wasn't good. Okay, all right, I'm gonna leave it alone. But Fury did exactly what he said he was going to do. But then I researched YouTube this past weekend. I found something that MMA Game of War put out there. And it was an interview between Wilder and Fury. And Wilder basically started talking about Fury's God. Some of you don't know, Tyson Fury said his God is the one and only Savior Jesus Christ. And Wilder basically challenged Tyson Fury and Tyson's God. I want it to speak for itself and I want you to really, really listen closely to what went on. Here's the audio. You're gonna feel him as well too, just like the feeling that you feel him now. Is it's that still, like an alter ego or something? Or is it a... a is a, it well alive? Is it like a spirit that comes into you or what is it? It could be an alter ego, it can, it can be a spirit, I, I, you know, it may be an ancestry spirit, who knows, a part Nigerian as well I don't, I don't believe in all that stuff at well, all, I do. because That's Jesus the... Christ is my saviour, I don't believe in all spirits and alter egos, and even mentioning stuff like that on TV, you're getting it, and the, and, honestly, and that's the, that's the difference if God is with me, me nobody can be against me. Okay, so, let me jump in here for a second, you hear Wilder saying something just crazy in that statement and he said you know Tyson Fury said is that an alter ego he said is that is that something what is, what is that and he says I'm from Nigeria it could be a spirit it could be an ancestry spirit I am from Nigeria just the fact that you're saying that is how can I put this you've got some kahunas on you you from Nigeria but you got some coconuts saying some mess like that and what is happening at that particular moment because I am an ordained minister for some of y'all who don't know you're actually channeling the spirit that is coming through you and speaking through you. And what does Tyson say? He says, I believe in Jesus Christ. I don't believe in all that. I believe in Jesus Christ. Basically saying Jesus has authority 
over all of that. But but uh, let me let me let's get back to it. I want you to hear more of this. You might say, speak it, believe it, see it, but I don't know no, what you believe in. Believe it, receive it. I don't but I know what you believe in. You believe in something I don't. Well, that's the problem. And it, we and don't I'm, believe in the same things. And we're from a different And this world. is where I don't like a you different anymore. Culture. I came here today thinking me and you were similar. But sitting around this table, I know that me and you are so worlds apart. Most definitely. Worlds apart. I look to nothing to come Light inside years. me and win fights. Only the power of God above. That's it. And I get the power from that. Tyson Fury basically said, I thought that you and I were alike. Meaning, somewhat, I thought you and I had similar beliefs. Because, you know, Deontay Wilder is from Alabama. So, you would think Alabama, you know, Baptist, you know, possibly Pentecostal, something like that. You, you would think there was some type of, re, I don't want to say religion, but Christianity going on with this dude. And now you see there is nothing. And Tyson says it. I don't have to call in another spirit because I operate in the spirit of the Lord. That's all I need. And now I see you and I, we are not the same. Now, check this out. Now, because this is what's really going to get it. Watch and listen to how Wilder responds to that. There's only one person. Do you know There's what I say to you? Asking you shall Palmer. receive. Asking you There's receive. There's only one Bryce Palmer. Yeah, I can see it now. I can see it. I can see the alter ego coming through. It's going to be your God against my God. This fool said, and, and, and let me say this in the most respectful way when I say fool, because in this regard, it's foolish to think that you gonna whoop God when you say it's gonna be your God against my God. If you watch this video, like I said, thank you to uh, the MMA game of war for putting this on YouTube. Go see this because when he's hollering, when he's yelling and screaming, there's only one Bronx Bomber, his eyes are wild. He looks possessed at that particular moment. It didn't even look like Wilder. See how his name is Wilder. He was acting wild. It didn't even look like Deontay was even in there. Now, that video goes on to show you that first match. When he knocked Tyson Fury down twice. And that second time he knocked him down. He knew it was gone. He, he said to himself, he's out of here. I won this. I knocked this dude out. And... The ref is counting and for whatever reason the ref didn't say that's enough. He waited and counted up to 10, up to 9 basically. Tyson Fury just wakes up. 
Because he was out cold. And later in that video, Deontay Wilder says it had to be God that woke him up from that. See, I don't want to manipulate the narrative on this. I don't want to manipulate that video. I'm letting you know what happened in the first one. So, because it was a draw, do you not think that God himself had something to prove? Because Wilder was talking junk after that, this one ain't going to be no draw. Well, guess what? You were absolutely right you should have never charged up God in the first place it makes me wonder have you ever heard of the terminology your arms are too short to box with God there's never been a truer Statement that has ever been made by a human being in the history of human beings. Yes, I can say that. You know why? Because I am a believer. I am a servant and a son of the Most High. When I say you don't want to charge God foolishly, because it tells you don't vow anything on this earth, don't vow nothing to God because God is in heaven and you are on earth. That's what the scripture says, which means your petty vows to God. I vow that you gonna go down. Yeah, okay, all right, we see. God gave you the whipping of a lifetime through Tyson Fury. And now he's put in the rematch clause and wants to fight him again in July. Well, you know what? I'd like to see it. I'd like to be there. But I bet he ain't foolish enough to charge up God no more. I'm just saying. When we come back, it's potluck time. You have no idea what I'm going to say. You'll never see me coming. Right here on this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to This Sick Show. You can still take advantage of big deals and big savings. Just go to our BGC Big Deals page. Check out all of the offers by our affiliates. Designed to save you money. All from the station who knows about doing things big. We're the Big Game Christian Sports Network, a.k.a. BGC 
Sports. Also want to remind you, coming up on April 23rd, it's the overhyped, unofficial, slightly censored NFL Draft Hog live at TJ's Catfish and Wings. You do not want to miss that. It is going to be off the change. We're inviting you to come down and spend some time with us at TJ's. Uh, it's 4300 Southwest Reno Boulevard in Arlington. So Arlington, Texas, not Virginia, Texas. We want you to come down and uh, check us out and have some fun with us. Come down and eat some food. Great atmosphere. You know, it's all kinds of crazy talk going on. We are going to have a ball like we do every year. Matter of fact, I think this is the seventh year. This will be year number six, I think, that we've done it. So it's going to be off the chain. You do not want to miss it. The overhype. Unofficial. Slightly censored. Draft joke. All right. Everybody is making a big deal of this, but I don't understand why. If you haven't heard by now, former Dallas Cowboy quarterback, number nine, who will definitely, should be, I mean, if Dan Marino could get in, he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he will definitely go in the ring of honor with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm talking about none other than Tony Romo. Well, Tony, who went to work for CBS uh, as a broadcaster, as a color analyst during the NFL football season, Tony did a great job as a matter of fact Tony won an Emmy in his first year of being a sports broadcaster and we all know Tony Romo was talented when it came to throwing the pigskin but Tony is also talented in other things like he's pretty talented in golf he's not you know Tiger Woods talented in golf he's you know not Phil in golf and none of those dudes um but he's pretty good pretty good but his true call seems to be sports broadcasting especially when it comes to being an NFL analyst with CBS sports well Tony made sports analyst contract TV history the other day or last week whenever it was the deal that he was given to remain at CBS prevents Romo from entering into any kind of free agency talks with ESPN because ESPN was trying aggressively to get a hold of Tony Romo Romo's new contract with CBS basically will pay him around 17 million dollars per season 17 million per NFL 16 game also the playoffs and the Super Bowl season 
which is more than double the previous NFL high of $8 million per year that John Madden received more than two decades ago. And even when it was adjusted for inflation, Madden's number would have been $14 million, which makes Tony the highest paid ever. Now, sources say that the long-term deal that he has with CBS is significantly more than five years, which means the total value of Robo's contract will surpass $100 million. $100 million. During his playing career, he earned a total of $127 million on 14 seasons. He makes now $17 million a year. And they had to do it because then Disney was probably going to be at $20 million. That's what a source from ESPN said, but it doesn't matter. So, Tony Romo is the highest paid sports analyst on television to date. More than Stephen A's, because Stephen A just got a raise to 12. And I applaud Stephen A for that 12 million. He has worked hard for the money. Stephen A has been around a long time. He has paid his dues. He earned every bit of the millions that he is getting now. And honestly, he should have been getting it a long time ago. So I applaud Stephen A. But because I am a Tony Romo fan and because I am a Dallas Cowboy fan and I saw the way the Dallas Cowboys did Tony Romo all I got to say about this situation because everybody has their opinions we know that opinions are many on this planet My grandfather used to say Opinions are like I think y'all get the message You probably, you've you've heard it before You know what We're all grown folks Opinions are like Rear exits Everybody has one So here's my rear exit observation, if I can put it that way. Tony, you got your money. Tony, you better enjoy your money. Tony, 
you do your thing over at CBS and become a legend and still get paid. Because that's basically what it boils down to. We all wish we could earn $17 million a year to do exactly what we love to do. As a matter of fact, my contract negotiations are coming up real soon. I may not make it to the mountain. I might not be able to look over. But soon and very soon, I am going to save my millions. Somebody, somewhere, if it's not this network, there's another network out there that's willing to pay me my millions. So I'm like, Bob Hope, I gotta keep hope alive for as long as I can. Cause this here show, this here, this sick show, there is nothing like it on the market. So I'm putting it out there. ESPN FS1 Disney Channel Marvel if you want to go into sports come get Joe Boy cause I got him make some Tony Romo money. Woo! Woo! Do you know what I could do with $17 million a year? A lot. And there's other broadcasters out there that are not happy about it. Some of them say they are. I've seen some other broadcasters say, oh, I'm so happy for Tony Romo. It's well-deserved. But they had this little look on their face like, that mug. How did he get away? Well, guess what? He's sitting up there with Jim Nance, one of the greatest sportscasters in history. What did you think was going to happen? That's Jim Nance's protege. But it's all because of the years that Tony Romo had put into football. He is a great study of the game. Tony Romo is one of the great minds of the game. If they had said Tony had been released and he's going to coach a team somewhere. And he was going to be making eight or nine million dollars with that. Hey, it would have been all good. But the fact that he has found a brand new love 
and he doesn't have the Jason Witten itch to get back on the field. We love you even more, Tony Romo. I don't want to see Tony Romo suit up no more. Not unless it's a Hertz rental car commercial. Something like that and he's getting paid for it. I don't want to see you in a football uniform ever again, Tony Romo. You stick to what you know best. Wear the suits. And get Joe money. People, let it be an example. If you do that thing that you love, you do it consistently, eventually, it's going to all pay off for you. That is the hope that I take away from this story. 17 million years. I mean, do, do, do you know what to do? Could you even fathom what to do with 17 million a year? And seeing that I'm older now, I ain't got to have all that fancy stuff. I would buy me a brand new house with a brand new studio in it. Wall to wall decorations and everything. I would get all the stuff. And you know what? I'd invest in some Thundercat paraphernalia. I'm just saying. More great stuff on the way. And thank you for tuning in. To this sick show. again when the whole BGC Sports Network family comes together at TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington yep. Thursday, April 23rd for the overhyped, unofficial, and slightly censored NFL Draft Talk. Yep. Join us on Thursday, April 23rd at 7 p.m. as we discuss, argue, agree to disagree, and just flat out give our opinions concerning the 2020 NFL Draft with special guests, yep. Yep. former first round Atlanta Falcons draft pick, defensive back Michael Booker plus we'll interact with you and get your thoughts live on the radio so join us for some great food great atmosphere and awesome draft talk it's the overhyped unofficial and slightly censored draft talk live at TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington on Thursday April 23rd at 7pm now you officially have something to do on draft day